And now, coming to you live from the heart of Melbourne, ladies and gentlemen, for your listening pleasure, The Yellow Family, with Tom and Michael. Family. Good evening, everyone. Tom and Michael, back for another Yellow Family, the show that in just two months has now had more episodes than Star Wars made in 40 years. Yeah, and Michael, we do go back to Star Wars a lot on the show. Um, we're now in episode eight, so I'd like to issue a friendly warning to Star Wars. If you're listening, stop picking up your game. Yeah. In fact, some critics are saying the Yellow Family is the new Star Wars. George Lucas and crew, get, get <laughs> ready for the Yellow Family. Uh, Tom, here on the Yellow Family, we talk all things our favourite Yellow Family, The Simpsons, of course, and we're joined tonight by Mr. Jack Nissen, radio person, all-round good guy and self-proclaimed Simpsons expert. Yep, and we are going to put that expertise to the test later on in the show. Jack, you've chosen this week's episode of the week, which is... I have. And the thing is here is that they actually threatened to boot me out of the studio if I got this wrong, so <laughs> I might as well get it right. It's season 7, episode 21, 22, short film that Springfield. He's got, got it, Tom. One sentence. What's the episode about? Super hard to sum this one up in one sentence. It's a post. Pulp Fiction style episode with a lot of interconnecting stories. That's it, and it's all happening tonight in the next hour. It's the Yellow Family with Tom and Michael. Yes, we beat the intro. <laughs> we'll be back right after this. Tom, you usually like starting the show with saying something that's either detrimental to me or just the overall production value of our show that we yep. make together. Um, I've got not one. to me, because I was thinking, <laughs> I will leave if it's not detrimental to me. <laughs> no, I've got one. It is about Michael. Many oh, are. Oh, good. <laughs> yep. I'm safe. Good. As He's in charge of a lot of the technical aspects. Yeah. Along All with of them. the writing and... <laughs> <laughs> but no, I've got one. Uh, last week. Yeah. At the start, I noticed a bit of a hiccup from you. You did. You I, I thought that. you were going to bring this up on air. Righto. You edited out the hiccup in the podcasts. Mm-hmm. I've noticed you edited out a lot of things in the podcast. The podcasts are very heavily edited. <laughs> but in the live broadcast, uh, you did what is known in the schoolyard as you had a Skinner. Yes. Which is that right. a voice crack? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> it definitely was one of the more embarrassing moments of my broadcast career. It does happen when um, was it, was boys it a, are going through puberty. Question, was it as bad as when Homer was in the choir and, he sing, and, he's, and his father's Ooh. looking at him going... Oh, look, it was on that <laughs> level, Jack. Um, most people our age have finished puberty. I'm still <laughs> chugging through it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I did edit it out of the podcast. You do? You edit it, I've noticed you do edit a lot out of the podcast, a lot of the dead air, which we do experience on the show. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Whose fault's that? <laughs> nah, nah, it's both of ours. But do you think we do lose a bit of the authenticity when you do do that editing? Look, as I've Trying said, live hide. listeners, the podcast is the optimal place to listen. Yeah, look, we do make a lot of embarrassing mistakes. Yeah. Do you think the listeners aren't really getting the true experience of the show? Tom, we need to move on. <laughs> we're going to meet our guest of the week. Swept away. It's Mr. Jack Misson, who's a radio person here. Uh, he produces a show called Get Serial, The Breakfast mm-hmm. Show. Jack, yes. thank you for being on the show. You're more than welcome. Tom, do you have any first impressions? Of, of Jack because you don't know the guests. Jack no. is a smart looking fellow. Thank yeah. you. Wearing a collared shirt. Yeah, he while looks we're on, here wearing. We just wear our hats and, and our t shirts. <laughs> yeah. Jack, I guess it's tradition on the show that we throw to the guests and ask yes. uh, what's your history with The Simpsons and mm-hmm. why this week's episode of the week, 22 short films about Springfield. A fantastic mm. episode. Yeah. Admittedly, the way I grew up with The Simpsons was through Fox 8 Super Simpsons weekend. Yeah. So yep. 9 to 12 every weekend. I just I, that was the time where I just sat down and just binged on the Because what else is a kid doing at that time? I know, right? <laughs> um, so that was really where I got all my um, 
got all my Simpsons knowledge, and um, and I've clearly not let it go because it seems to consume my life. I Definitely, seem come, I seem to come up with quotes at the cra- craziest time, and it um, makes people go, "What is he talking about?" <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit weird. But look, when someone gets my quote, I just I there's a warm and fuzzy feeling I get inside. It's it's quite yeah. quite nice. Which is why we've got you on the show. So mm. why 22 short films? Well, I think that this one was um, it's not one of the main ones. You know, it's not like a huge shot, Mr. Bur- huge shot, Mr. Burns, which is coming up later on in the season. Um, Spoilers, Jack. I know, right? <laughs> it is coming up. But we want people to listen. You see, so we're creating a sense of anticipation. Yeah, there's a narrative building uh, around our show, <laughs> right? Uh, so you got that. You got um, what are they, uh, Marge Simpson in um, screaming yellow honkers, maybe with a Canyon Arrow. You got that one. Um, what other ones? Can I think of for the good um, maybe there's so many yeah there's so many um, one thing we're learning about the Simpsons on this show lots of good episodes yeah, yeah they did well <laughs> a lot of good episodes oh I do think of the one with um, uh, brother can you spare two dimes yeah and um, mm, her pal uh, brother where art thou yeah um, so you know they, they were fantastic and, but uh, this one oh this one well, <laughs> and it's different as well the format is different which we'll right. go into later on but definitely. the format is different so it's, it's um, definitely something um, that is unique to this to this season and uh, it's, it's unique to the show yeah, cool. So, yeah, I guess, as always, Tom, kick us off with 22 short films about Springfield um, and tell us some of the, the basic episode facts around this one. Some of the fun facts are... Uh, look at, yeah, debatable. Uh, are we going to say fun? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fun facts is fine. Do fun facts. All right. First aired April 14th, 1996. Ooh, this is fun so far. <laughs> Huge team of writers on this one. Yeah. Basically, each writer had a chance to write for their favourite character to oh, make yeah, cool. one of the short films. Yep. There aren't actually 22 short films, which, no. Jack, I'm sure you're aware of. No, I am aware. Eighteen? Uh, I'd say well, roughly. Listen, listen. I'm going to take your word for it. <laughs> no, I should have looked this up on Wikipedia beforehand. I apologise for that. But no, it was named after 32 short films about Glenn Gould, which was a Canadian film, mm-hmm. um, which we didn't bother to... We're not talking into. about that, so tune it. out Maybe now if you were hoping for a discussion of that movie. Move on along. <laughs> um, episode was inspired by the Everyone Loves Ned Flanders segment previously in season four. Uh, structured very similar to Pulp Fiction, mm. very cult film. Yeah. Um, the episode sees various secondary characters around Springfield pretty much going about their daily lives. They seem to be thrust into whatever the Simpsons are doing. They seem to be, you know, they don't, you know, we, we don't see, uh, you know, um, Bumblebee Man at Eddie's house, which is a two-story house. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we um, will, we, and we will we'll, get more we'll unpack to Bumblebee in a minute. Yeah. But, you know, just, and the other, other circumstances we see the characters in, it's just, they're living their lives, but they are humans too. They're not in the shadow of the Simpsons. They're, yeah, this is yeah, what they do without right. the Simpsons. Mm. And then the episode sprung up ideas of also a spin-off for the Simpsons, mm. um, which was Springfield or the Springfield Fi- Springfield Stories, Yeah, yeah. Um, which unfortunately never eventuated. No, but the Springfield Files did. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's a good start to the discussion, the, the secondary characters here, because you, you do in this episode get to see, as Jack said, the secondary characters in a lot more depth and a lot more mm. detail than we've, we've been able to see them before, because... Mm. You know, in my opinion, where The Simpsons has always stood out, not just as a a cartoon, but as a sitcom, is just because it's animated, you can have this array of of different recurring characters, mm. this mm. cast of them. Yeah. And and because there's only five voice actors, you know, you don't have to pay all these other people to keep coming back kind of thing. Yeah. And and the recurring characters a few weeks ago we reviewed Hurricane Nettie with Phoebe. Yeah. Um we were about we were able to talk about Ned as a character. Yeah, and his mm. development through that episode and yeah. how they and, were able to do that. And this yeah. episode's sort of like bite sized versions of that for lots of different characters. And mm. the funny thing about The Simpsons is because you've got such a big cast of supporting characters, mm. they end up being sort of graded into different categories. For instance, you've mm. got your Flanders, you've got yep. Mr. Burns, Krusty. Yeah, those are very these big secondary characters. Central yes. recurring 
recurring characters. Then you've got what what I'm going to refer to as kind of C-grade recurring characters. Okay, good. Dr. Nick, <laughs> yep. Bumblebee Man, Cletus, right? They're yep. just sort of characters that are there. Yeah, chuck them yeah. in. They don't really have their own episodes much, you know. No. Despite that, The Simpsons treats all of its characters with so much respect. Yep. Take Dr. Nick in this yeah. episode or any episode he's in. Well, I don't know about that. But <laughs> he's such a minor, minor character in the series, mm. right? But he's got a catchphrase. He's got an identity. Yep. When Dr. Nick walks into the room and says, hi, everybody, you say hi, Dr. Everyone Nick, to your TV. Yeah. Like, everyone knows that. Yep. But before we go more into the, the actual stories in the episode... How does this episode sort of come to be, Tom? Like, how's it framed? What's well, it's the context interesting because it starts off just with Bart and Milhouse at the highway overpass. Yeah. Basically just spitting on cars. Yeah. At, <laughs> as kids do, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> the cool kids. And yeah. um, Bart questions, what is everyone doing in Springfield? Do like, you ever wonder about the people in those cars, Milhouse? <laughs> I try not to. It makes, <laughs> the, it makes it harder to spit <laughs> on them. <laughs> and then pretty much from there zooms out onto the whole of Springfield and then goes, they head off to the Quickie Mart. Yeah. And it starts all of these stories, one after the other. They somehow are linked by the smallest bee just flying about. Yeah. And you get to Bumblebee Man, yeah. And just a ballpark on some of the kinds of characters you see here. You know, there's there's Apu and Sanjay. There's yeah. Smithers and Burns, Skinner and Chalmers, very popular yeah. one. Cletus has one. Nelson yeah. has one. Yeah. And we will be able to dive a lot more into those after this. We'll be back very shortly to talk more about 22 short films about Springfield with our guest Jack. It's the Yellow Family here on Sin with Tom and Michael. It's the Yellow Family with Tom and Michael talking all things 22 short films about Springfield. Uh, so there is, a, there is a theme in the music this week. As usual. It is uh, all songs with the number 20 in them. Try and it's guess a bit, which one. Bit of a stretch. You might have fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit difficult to find the song. I'll allow it. Tom, um, continue our discussion here because you've got a fun fact about the episode. Yeah, I'm going to call it a fun one. (laughs) This one is fun. The other ones weren't as fun. This one is a good one. The episode structurally calls out to Pulp Fiction a lot in the way it jumps from storyline to storyline. But there are a few moments in the episode that just directly parody um, moments from Pulp Fiction. The cinematography, like. Exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. And most of these centre around Chief Wiggum and his role in. This, <laughs> yeah, and, these and stories. The, the way this episode is structured, when we say it's structured like Pulp Fiction, Pulp Fiction is, I guess, like an episodic kind of film that's mm. non-linear, right? So yeah. everything, there is a narrative, but it's not happening in the order that you're meant yeah. to be seeing. Everything's it. And, connected somehow. Yeah, mm. and, and it, stressing on the episodic kind of vibe of it. And then yeah. there's, so one of the examples of this, Wiggum, Lou and Eddie, yeah. they um. Yep. They are all talking in Krusty Burger yeah. <laughs> about the difference between McDonald's and Krusty Burger. Yeah. Yep. Which calls... It's one of the scenes from Pulp Fiction where Vincent and uh, Jules... Yeah, yeah, Jules, yeah. Uh, ...talk about McDonald's in America and Europe and, like... Yeah, and it's... Call a, a Krusty it's, Burger with fries. It's quite <laughs> yeah. a cheeky little, like, parody, I guess, of that exact yep. scene. Of course, later on when Snake runs down Chief Wiggum mm. on, on the road... <laughs> Donuts. This, this, is, this is exactly the same cinematography, like, shot to shot of, of the sh- scene in Pulp Fiction. Yeah, and then um, it ends yep. up with Chief Wiggum and Snake being tied up in Herman's... And gagged. <laughs> and that's another, is, that's another yeah. call out to Pulp Fiction, which I yeah. guess, like, we go on to this point again, which we do come back to a lot on the show of the cultural awareness of the writers of the show. And we, mm-hmm. we've spoken about this. We spoke about this in our first episode with Homer's Barbershop Quartet in regards to mm-hmm. their awareness of popular music. We also talked about it in, I think it was our fourth episode, with Marge Be Not Proud in terms of their the awareness gaming. of gaming culture. Yep. Yep. Um, film a bit with Cape Fear. And here we see that again. And 
The Simpsons are constantly, or the writers are constantly calling out to film in the animation, visually and narratively as the series goes on. So, you know, we, as I All said, the time. yeah, yeah um, you see it with Cape Fear. You also see one with 101 Dalmatians with um, 2001 yeah, Greyhounds. Yeah, yeah. Citizen Kane is another popular movie that yeah. relates to next week's episode. And Try all and guess of which the one. Treehouse of Horror episodes. Yeah. They're all somewhat related. You have the They almost exclusively do this, right? Yeah. They just yes. pick a horror film and, and, and parody it. Bard of Darkness, the pool episode, is a Hitchcock parody of Rear Window. Lots of Hitchcock references in The Simpsons as well. Psycho, um, the shower scene there is parody in Itchy and Scratchy and Marge. So yeah. they they are very aware of, I guess, not cult cinema, but like just very uh, high-profile, well well-known yeah. cinematic uh, directors, I suppose. But yeah, I, I think that's a very interesting thing that, that we can look at from this Pulp Fiction parody because this is structured unlike any other episode of the series. Yeah, and in this episode, they excel at how they highlight the reoccurring characters in this way. Yeah. They put them into Springfield without the Simpsons' involvement. Yeah, outside of the Simpsons, right? Mm. Like, for example, I think one of my favourites here, and we'll get to a few of them, but one of my favourites is Bumblebee Man's, because in this show, Bumblebee Man is, is like effectively like a filler character in the same way that Itchy and Scratchy are. Like, mm. they just have him doing his yeah. thing on the TV to fill some time. Before and it, they go to an actual yeah, scene. Yeah, plot point. And, it, and it's funny. And, like, you know, his, show, his TV show is very wacky, very slapstick, you know, yeah. stuff goes wrong for him. Yeah. And in this, in his story in 22 short films... He has a life, he gets home, and he's just exhausted. Yeah, <laughs> and he's had a terrible day at work, and he's very upset, and then... Of course. The poor guy, he got hit by massive softballs. He's going to bang. Yeah. Like, <laughs> his, his real life, though, is exactly the same yeah. as the show, right? <laughs> I think he opens the, the cabinet and oranges all the oranges fall, fall on him. And, yeah. and at the end of the segment, the house falls down and his wife leaves him, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he's just a normal person in Springfield. He takes off the bumblebee suit. And yeah. yeah. And, and I love the Spanish they use <laughs> in that scene as well. Yeah. It doesn't... Electricity, <laughs> Dad. Yeah. They yeah. just use blatant Spanish that can be understood by the English viewers. Yeah, you know, they don't need subtitles because they're using words that are like just Spanish-sounding versions. You pick up on the last of, word and yeah, you yeah. what's happening. I'm not even sure if he's actually speaking Spanish or just some <laughs> corrupt <laughs> Spanish the writers have invented. Moe's story is another really good one here. I um, love that one, yeah. It, yeah. Um, you get this reveal. You know, Barney is always at Moe's and Moe is like, hey, by the way... I've calculated your, your tab. <laughs> you owe me. I've sent it to NASA. You owe me seventy billion dollars. No, wait, that was for the spacecraft. You just owe me fourteen billion. <laughs> Barney takes two k out of his wallet and yeah, gives it to him. Like, yeah, right. Um, as soon as it happens, Snake comes in and robs. Yeah, right. So this is yeah. Springfield, where a, a, a criminal just you know walks into a bar, ro- robs him at gunpoint. Obviously, most prepared for this. Yeah. So he goes behind whatever it is, bulletproof glass. But I love it. The thing I love about that is, is that you. You'd expect Snake to, you know, fire at the glass. He just goes, all right, fine. I'll just do take the worst. money out of the till, right? What does Mo do? What's the only <laughs> thing Mo can do? just on and off the lights. Yeah. <laughs> Barney's like... in the background just looking confused why the light's going on and off. <laughs> <laughs> you get more into the relationship here between Lovejoy and Flanders because... Mm. We've talked about Flanders a bit on the show, and Flanders is this hallmark character of faith on the show. Yeah, and I love how Lovejoy... Kind of hates Flanders right, for no like, real reason. He's, he's just, annoying. But, 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 but the thing with the thing with Ned is he's annoying. He just yeah. he rings Lovejoy. You do yeah. un- you can understand <laughs> you it objectively, it, right? but then you you know Lovejoy's supposed to be this. Lovejoy's Forgiving. supposed to be what yeah. Flanders is, but Lovejoy repeatedly shows that he's not 
really interested in being or having his job or being what he is. Like, but the I, problem is, and I'll, and I'll get, bring up. I know we're just going off on a tangent here, but it's actually <laughs> Ned's fault he was like that because he was just ringing him as soon as he got into the church. Yeah, he's like, oh, I need some help. All <laughs> oh, sit down and rap with me, brother. That's what I'm here for. That's yeah, right, yeah, that that's episode. right. And it, then the calls began. In yeah. fact, I think I swallowed a toothpick. <laughs> like, you know, just something that ridiculous. And he's doing that over and over again, so you can understand why why Ned why Lovejoy's <laughs> finally is cracked. I'm sure there's an episode where Lovejoy throws his collar at the ground, like tries to secretly like like retire yeah. from <laughs> yeah. the, the re- being a reverend, and then someone's like, "Is that your collar there?" I'm pretty sure it's Flanders. In fact, yeah. he's like, "Oh, how did it get down there?" Uh, that would be the leader, Michael. Yeah. Ah. Okay. There you go. There's Jack. We will be testing Jack. <laughs> I know we got knowledge. you on for a good reason. <laughs> um, I absolutely love uh, the the scene in Herman's store because I love Kirk yeah. Van Houten. I think he's yes. one of the best characters in The Simpsons. So awkward. And so just, awkward, you know, exactly right. He walks into this room, a police <laughs> officer and some guy are tied up and gagged and there's a guy with yeah. a rifle standing there <laughs> and Kirk's just got his hands behind his back and he's like, you know, when I was a kid, this used to be a pet store, right? <laughs> And then he's, like, going on and on about it. And then Herman's just, like, sit in, in the, the corner, corner. right? I, I absolutely love seeing anything with Kirk. And to end it off, you got Nelson's story. Oh, yeah. Which is, it's very quick. He's just laughing at people. Mm-hmm. Um, Laughs at a tall man yeah. in a small car. <laughs> and what happens, Tom? Well, this Cried. tall guy gets um, out of the car. He ends up crying. He's yeah. traumatised because so this the tall man, man makes... Nelson pull his pants down, parade well, himself. Well, he actually pulls them down for him. Yeah, down the street, and he's like, "Blow kisses to the people who who you laugh at. Wave to the people. This Blow is... them kisses." Nelson is a ten year old boy, and you can. But he's still a boy. At the end of the day, that's what bullies bullies deserve. He oh, deserve... but no, but he's. The no. animators did such a good job of showing the look of trauma on Nelson's <laughs> face in this scene. Like I was, I felt for him. I felt so sad for him. But the hilarious thing is, is he's walking down and he's crying, but then he gets sprayed with the mustard, and he's and then you see furious him, you again. His face yeah. and the look of fury. Of a <laughs> I just thought this was such a like traumatic experience for a young boy to go through, and I the just, whole like, town is laughing at you. It still shocks me that like this was like whose sick idea was it to embarrass him? I think um, Michael needs cancelling. <laughs> <laughs> Throughout the episode, we continually go back to Lisa's story, which is almost the story for kind of the every other character to get a look into, right? All the ones they didn't have time to fit in. So Lisa gets gum stuck in her hair, and everyone in Springfield Definitely has to... Bart, ca- who does that. Yeah. 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 Bart, who chucks the... But he misses... Well, look, hang on. I don't think he intentionally did that to his sister. He no, he no, tried he to throw it in the bin, right? <laughs> but... You know, everyone in Springfield has a method of getting gum out of Lisa's yeah. hair. <laughs> uh, by the end, Dr. Hibbert's there. Mm. Dr. Colossus is there. Yeah. <laughs> the Springfield goofball, yeah, the, mascot the mascot for the team. In particular, Uto is there. Now, I'm not going to do yeah. the accent I did before the show. I, yeah. I gave it a little trial, and Michael's just looked at me and gone, um, well, I don't understand. It's a but difficult you, one. But all it I is. know is that you butchered the accent. <laughs> <laughs> it's just an excuse for all of these characters to just be in the house, and it kind of plays on that um, sitcom-y trope of characters just appear. They yeah. just like There's no the, sense. The characters <laughs> literally just appear in The Simpsons' house with absolutely no context. <laughs> no. I guess uh, there is a bit we haven't yet spoken about, mm. which is probably the, the main part of this episode that people absolutely love, which is the Steam Tams gag in yeah. the Skinner yeah. and the Superintendent segment, which, um, in my opinion, this is another one where the, the writers seem to be capitalising on these cheesy kind of sitcom 
tropes, these cheesy sitcom cheesy stories. Cheesy cheeseburgers are like, oh, we did that. <laughs> I yeah, wasn't actually going a, for that. There aren't any of the usual Simpsons very quick gags in that scene. Yeah. It's very it's long very, and prolonged. It, it's almost Seinfeldian in, yeah. in, in the way it works, right? Yeah. And and you obviously have this dichotomy between Skinner and Chalmers <laughs> here, right? And Chalmers, as they say this in the commentary, which you, you realise quite quickly when you think about it, Chalmers is the only character in The Simpsons, other than Frank Grimes's one-off appearance, yep. he's the only character that actually operates within the real world. He yes. operates within... He calls them he out. He sees yeah. how ridiculous Springfield actually is, and he calls people out on it. Yeah, he... he, he why has... is there a dog in the vents? Yeah, yeah. Why, is there, why is there a lumpy school snake? Why yeah. is the trophy cabinet em- empty? You know, it's uh, always with Skinner. Yeah, good to see you. Seymour, why is that boiling unconscious on the floor? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, lots of really good ones from him, and constantly throughout the series he's Skinner is trying to lie to him about something to cover himself up yeah. and Chalmers is only just believing it and no. this one just just takes it and <laughs> elongates it for as long as possible and the lie just keeps getting bigger and bigger right but I think at the end of the day he kind of believes him I yeah think at, at the end, end of the day he does like as always just sort of settle and believe it and oh, okay. it, it, the whole thing seems to be a deliberate play on these interactions where Skinner's lies just get deeper and deeper and, and yeah Oh, the steam tam gags is just utter genius, and this oh. has exploded in meme culture, oh, right? And we we talked in our episode on Bart versus Australia with the nine hundred dollar dues thing about how yes. how the Simpsons has recently just had this surge in popularity of meme culture yeah. on, mm. particularly on Facebook. Yeah. Um, for instance, the last one I saw related to this was. The a McBain mashup where oh. it's the one where McBain's like on, on closer inspection these are loafers uh, but it's yeah, Superintendent Chalmers uh, and he's yeah, like I saw that too but they're actually the burgers the steam yeah, hand on closer feet. inspection these are grilled right <laughs> and then like you know you think that's enough but then they top oh. it off with this Aurora Borealis gag which <laughs> Chalmers just like Chalmers asks this... all the questions the audience wants so to ask confused. right because you know Skinner's like it's Aurora Borealis. <laughs> Aurora Borealis, at this time of day, at this part of the country, localised entirely within your kitchen. Yes. yes. May, May I see it? it? Uh, no. It's, it's, it's a brilliant gag. It just takes it that extra step further than it needs, and it might pop up in the top three, which we will be counting down straight after this, guys. It's the Yellow Family here on Sin with Tom and Michael. Tom, we are about to launch into the top three, one of our segments on the show that we love a lot. Oh, easily. Yep. Yeah. Easily one of the favourites. Had a bit of... <laughs> caught up with a mate on Saturday. Um, had a bit of a chat to him. He's been listening to the show. Thank Good. you. Does he uh, like it? He does like it. He, In good. fact, he gave me a bit of feedback. All, All right. right. We're always, Positive, we're always open to feedback. You tell me if this is good or bad feedback. All no, right. Because okay. he said to me... Well, no, know, we, we, don't, we don't say negative, we say constructive. Yeah. He, he, he goes to me, I love the top three segment where you play the quotes. Just because we're not talking or... And, <laughs> and then he said, but... And I was like, oh, here we go. Uh, here we go. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, you just sort of play the quotes and then you explain why they're funny. Like, Which we do. We yeah. do. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like we go into a bit more detail about the subjective we funniness. It a bit. We this unpack the quotes, but he reckons that you don't need to explain the joke. Uh, no, <laughs> the well, joke is obvious. Well, I don't think we need to explain the joke. I think we need to explain why we think it's so funny. I think that might be the... You Thank know. you, Jack. And that being said, we are now about to launch into a segment that we like to call... And darling, I will be counting down the top three. Moments from this week's episode. 
It's the top three moments from so this that week's was very episode. Very disturbing. Very <laughs> yeah, disturbing. everyone everyone gives us really weird reactions. <laughs> I thought Tom did a really good job with the singing. A little too high for my liking, but that's just yeah. me. Additionally, Tom, a bit more viewer feedback, listener feedback. <laughs> Last week we did Homer Goes to College. We did. Two separate people wrote in and they were complaining. <laughs> and they said, You didn't include the quote where Homer runs around the tree chasing the squirrel. We we tried to. Yeah. It didn't work. Oh, it was a very, like very, very visual gag. gag. Radio is an audio medium. That's <laughs> our excuse there. But, but guys, I think even even if you were to giggle like that, people would get it. Yeah. yeah. Guys, doubt. if you do want a quote included in the top three, please write us in before the show. Purely because we cannot change it once we've done it. Like it's you have done. to write us in before so we can change it. But we, no. we we are working on a nine second delay here, so if we can get nine <laughs> seconds yeah. in, we're good. But no, we would love to hear from you guys. If you can write us in at facebook.com slash the yellow family for your favourite moments from the episode, please do so. Next week's episode is two cars in every garage and three eyes on every fish. A really good episode. Write us in your favourite moments. We always start with the honourable mentions. Do you want to dive straight into those guys? Yep, probably right, easiest. Let's do it. You ever think about the people in those cars? I try not to. It makes it harder to spit on them. For the next five minutes, I'm going to party like it's on sale for $19.99. Performing major operations with a knife and fork from a seafood restaurant. But I cleaned them with my napkin. Uh, remember when I said I'd have to send away to NASA to calculate your bar tab? <laughs> oh, yeah. We all had a good laugh, Mo. The results came back today. <clears throat> you owe me $70 billion. <laughs> No, wait, wait, wait. That's uh, for the Voyager spacecraft. Um, your tab's $14 billion. Why is there smoke coming out of your oven, Seymour? Uh, oh, that isn't smoke. It's steam. Steam from the steamed clams we're having. Mmm, steamed clams. Some folk will never eat a skunk, but then again, some folk will like cleaners, the slack-jawed yokel. I could call my ma while I'm up here. Hey, ma! Get off the dang roof! Uh, you know, when I was a kid, this used to be a pet store. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right over there against that there. wall, there was the cutest little... I forgot I had that last little bit there. So Ooh, little corner. <laughs> that is poor We'll production. mark down another technical blunder on our scoreboard <laughs> we keep in the studio. Jack is very enthusiastic about oh, those quotes. It. My favourite there would have to be the Cletus ones, because oh, I, I, I used to sing that Cletus. all the time. There's the Cletus song. <laughs> I was, uh, sorry, Michael, I was singing that when it was playing just before. <laughs> yeah. 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 The mics were not, unfortunately. And that yeah. will never be a Can I Cover a Feeling, just so everyone's <laughs> aware. Tom, any standouts for you? Um, so many... Uh, for the next five minutes, I'm going to party like it's not on sale for 19.99. And I know you really like the Apu segment as well, yeah, Jack. Yeah, I love it. I absolutely love it. And I, and I was sharing with you actually before the show, Michael, and, and my favourite quote about it is, Oh, hello, beautiful. No ring, I see. So you're only a ring to, to be, be married. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am hot. Let us get out of here. Don't, I, uh, don't worry. I tell everybody you are untouchable. Um, I think um, I apologise for that Indian accent if it was culturally offensive. We were thinking we could just get Jack to quote the whole episode (laughs) and we could just sit here. I think Apu's um, five-minute party is very, very well animated, but it is is not about... You wasted four minutes of my life and I want them back. Oh, that's oh, right. I don't waste them anyway. <laughs> it's, um, it's time to dive into the top three, which is the main part of the segment. It is. Shall we go into number three now? Probably. All right, let's go. Number three. Well, at McDonald's, you can buy a Krusty Burger with cheese, right? But they don't call it a Krusty Burger with cheese. Shut out. Well, why do they call it? A quarter pounder with cheese. Quarter pounder with cheese? Well, I can picture the cheese, but... Uh, 
Do they have crusty, partially gelatinated, non-dairy, gum-based beverages? Mm-hmm. They call them shakes. <laughs> shakes. I don't know what you're getting. Crusty, non-dairy, non-gum-based dairy, whatever he says, is just, I think it's the funniest thing ever. It's just like, yeah, they call them shakes. <laughs> really, really good. But even watching, like, when you fade into that story, you see Wiggum just eating that burger, and there's yeah, stuff right. his face. Oh. <laughs> Lovely um, image. Guys, gross. chugging along, we'll go straight into number two here. Let's continue the count. Number two. Aurora Borealis? Uh, Aurora Borealis! At this time of year, at this time of day, in this part of the country, localized entirely within your kitchen. Yes. May I see it? No. I'm going to come out and say that that was a better way than what we just parroted out. <laughs> just so the listeners know, the the guests don't know the top three, so Jack <laughs> is just like doing like fist bumps every time he hears one of these quotes. So I think he's happy with our selection. I'm happy, it's good, but I'm just pleased. I'm just pleased that we played the real one so that we can compare it to what we did earlier because it wasn't great. wasn't that good, guys. I just love it's the perfect mix of outrage and confusion in his voice. <laughs> just the look on his face, like, really. Guys, I think we all know what number one is, but we'll go straight into it anyway. Here it is. Number one. I thought we were having steamed clams. No, no, I said steamed hams. That's what I call hamburgers. You call hamburgers steamed hams? Yes, it's a regional dialect. Uh-huh. Uh, what region? Uh, upstate New York. Really? Well, I'm from Utica, and I've never heard anyone use the phrase steamed hams. Oh, not in Utica. No, it's an Albany expression. I see. There you go, guys. It's the steamed hams gag, which is a very, very good one. I feel Um, there's a bit of bias there, because you two loved that that quote, and I think that... It's our show. (laughs) It's your show, so deal with it. (laughs) Guys, that's our top three for this week. Remember, you can let us know your top three moments from next week's episode, Two Cars in Every Garage and Three Eyes on Every Fish, by by contacting us at facebook.com slash the Yellow Family. We've got to go to a song, but we've got a brand new segment coming up straight after this. It's the Yellow Family with Tom and Michael. Hey guys, Michael here, the guy from the show. Now, no one in the studio can hear this, but we're about to play a practical joke on our guest of the week, Jack, a self-proclaimed Simpsons expert. This segment is a quiz called Who Said That Simpsons Quote, where Tom and Jack will have to guess which character said what. They'll start off easy, but the catch is, by the end, I'll be completely making them up. Tom knows the fake answers, so he'll get them easily. If Jack is a good sport and doesn't call us out, he wins. But if he realises it's fake and calls us out on it, he loses. Really, it's a win-win scenario for us, so let's start. Tom and Michael's Yellow family here on Sin. We're about to launch into a brand new segment on the show. It's a segment that we like to call... Who said that Simpsons quote? Who? 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 Who said that Simpsons quote? Who? It's who said that (laughs) Simpsons quote. And I never thought I'd have to type in who let the dogs out instrumental version on YouTube in my life, but now I have. Yeah, here we are, guys. Tom and Jack, here's how we're doing it. You two are playing against each other. There are three rounds of three Simpsons quote. Buzz in with your name, and you have to answer who said that Simpsons quote. Each round will be slightly more difficult as well. Okay, you guys ready? Here is round one. Who said that Simpsons quote? Mr. Simpson. The tar fumes are making me dizzy. Jack. Yep. Ralph. Correct, Jack. Who's, who said that Simpsons quote? I'm not wearing a tie at all. Jack. Moral yep. hearts. Correct, Jack. Uh, Jack's, right. Jack's on right. two here. Who said, that, who said that Simpsons quote? I sleep in a racing car. Jack. D- oh, Kurt Van Houten. He's got it. That's round one. Jack's on three points. Next one. You've destroyed me at my own show. Thanks. <laughs> Medium <laughs> mode. 
Two points per answer, okay, guys? Yeah. So, you know, stakes are high. Oh, God. Who said that Simpsons quote? Ever seen a guy say goodbye to a shoe? Oh, Jack. Yep. Hank Scorpio. He's got it. That's Hank Scorpio oh. from You Only oh, Move Twice. That's my favourite episode twice. as well. <laughs> that's very bad for Tom. Tom, <laughs> trailing behind a bit, the scores are now 5-0. Who said that Simpsons quote? My feet are soaked, but my cuffs... Jack. Yes. Correct. That's Millhouse from Mum and Pop Art. I will just add, by the way, these are from seasons 1 to 12. Jack's area of expertise, according to him, but he did say he suffers a bit on seasons 11 and 12. I did not say that. <laughs> who said that? I object. Who said that Simpsons quote? I used to be with it. Jack. Tom. But, but then they changed what it Jack. was. Jack's buzzed in. But who said that Simpsons quote, Jack? Oh. You know oh, it. It's um, it's uh, uh, Abe Simpson. Correct. Yeah. He's got it. Also, uh, also would have accepted Grandpa. That's Grandpa yeah. from Overpalooza. <laughs> all right, no. into round three. Now, all of these quotes are worth three points each. Okay. So, Jack, you're currently on nine. Okay. Tom, you're on zero. So, you can get up to nine, and we'll go into Leave, a tiebreaker. Leaving my run quite late. <laughs> Who said that Simpsons quote? I need a drink. Go and get me the shampoo. Tom. Tom. Homer. Yeah, correct. Homer wanted to drink shampoo to blow bubbles. Number two. Who said that Simpsons quote? Homer, we're halfway there, growing out your hair. Yes. Bon Jovi. That's right, when Bon Jovi guest starred and was parodying all his songs in the dialogue. Jack, falling a bit behind you. I did say I was going obscure. How are you feeling? Because Tom's Uh, on six. He's about to equal you if he gets this. Well, hang on. He's not going to... Hang on. He's not going to equal me. No, because these are worth three points. I know. I know. I know. know. (laughs) Just give me the quote. He's just that confident. Who said that Simpsons quote? Homer, your skin shines as yellow as the sun. Who's buzzing in here? Uh, (laughs) It is a very... Tom. Yep. Um... Homer's mum. Correct. That's Homer's mum. That brings the scores to oh nine God. even. So we go to a tiebreaker round to finish this oh off. God, God, I could lose it. Tom's had a massive comeback oh on the I'm obscure quotes. Oh Jack, don't panic, Jack. You can win Too this. Right? Panicking. Too this late. is a very easy one. So it's really about the speed of buzzing in here. Yeah. Who said that Simpsons quote? The quote. Tom. Yes, Tom. Troy McClure, season 12, episode 5. Yes, he's got it. Tom <laughs> takes it home. <laughs> I'm just looking at his computer right now. <laughs> Jack has caught on, but he didn't call us out on the pla- on the prank we were playing on him the I whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Which means that Jack, you are the rightful winner of who said that Simpsons quote. We were testing you to see if you would call us out if we made up some fake quotes from the you Simpsons. You obviously did, didn't you? And you handled that very well. The look of confusion on your face when you heard those last three quotes was priceless, guys. We gotta go to another song. We'll be back shortly to wrap up the show. Talk about next week and an update on Can I Cover a Feeling? Thank you so much for being a good sport there, Jack. It's the Yellow Family with Tom and Michael. Have you had a walk out on the show? Because I swear Jack, to Jack was, a, was about Jack to. jokingly walked out there and we felt really <laughs> Jack, um, again, thank you so much for being on the show. We're no, about to wrap welcome. up. Do you wanna just plug where people can hear more of your voice or hear some of your work? Well, you can hear my I've got I've got many talented presenters on Get Serials, so six to nine AM um weekdays on yep. Zin. Um so there, there's many much great content there. Um and you can hear many great interviews as well. Our our talks department here at Zin gets some great interviews. So do you wanna hear some upcoming artists on Zin? Go for it. Some okay. very brave people getting up at 6am to do well, Get Serial. Well, that's when the show starts. Yeah, getting up, up at 5. Yeah, Tom <laughs> and I would uh, never do that, but uh, <laughs> Tom, please, the 411 for Here's next the week's show. Next week will be joined by Rachel Ward. 
young politician, vice president of our radio station. She is. A journalist and all-round good gal. Second female guest on the show. Very, very talented, talented person. Hang on, hang on, um, sorry. You, you said, I think you said I was an all-round nice guy. Yeah. So, hang on. Are we just working <laughs> with just a... <laughs> all our guests are all-round good guys, Jack. <laughs> all gals. All gals. All gals, yeah. Naturally, she's chosen one of the more political episodes of the mm. show. Two cars in every garage and three eyes on every fish. Yes. Uh, one with Mr. Burns, of course. He runs for governor? Yeah, yeah. He does. yeah. To save pe- save the power plant after Bart fishes out the three-eyed fish. Yeah, <laughs> and Rachel's also giving us a, a package about politics and political satire in The Simpsons, which will be really interesting. She's very, very clever, a yeah, lot look- more intelligent than both Tom and I oh. put together. <laughs> and maybe Jack oh, as well. So no, definitely tune in if you're a fan of Mr. Burns. Yep. Uh, if you're a fan of fish or eating seafood. Um, um, sure, politics. why not? These get wacky um, about the week, Tom. What about three eyes fish? Um But if you're keen to hear some more of also gender diversity on our show, which is nice. Definitely, <laughs> uh, yes. Definitely tune in. Because a lot more guys like The Simpsons than girls, apparently, but we would love to have more female guests on the show. So if you are a not woman who wants stats. to talk about The Simpsons on radio, please get in contact with us at facebook.com slash the Yellow Family or on our Twitter at the Yellow Family. A very, very quick update now on one of our favourite segments on the show, and it's a segment that we like to call can I cover a feeling? Could you lend me a song from the show? It's Can I Cover a Feeling, where we cover original songs from The Simpsons, and you can see videos of the ones we've done so far on our Facebook page. And what you can't see is me just shaking my head going... Oh, okay, Jack's not a fan of our segment, Sweepers. Tom, <laughs> I'm going to play a drum roll effect, and you're going to tell the listeners the next song we are covering for Can I Cover a Feeling, Stop okay? the suspense. All right, let's do this. And the next song that we are covering for Can I Cover a Feeling will be... Tom? It's monorail. That's right. There's nothing oh. on earth like a genuine electrified bonafide six-car monorail. I only know all the words because we've been practicing the damn song for the past five weeks. That will be coming on our 10th episode on Monday, the 19th of September, and a video will go up on the Facebook that night as well. And that is about all we've got time for on the show tonight. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Yellow Family for anything that you may have missed. The podcast will be up shortly, and you can catch us on iTunes by searching the Yellow Family or go to any good podcasting app. Of course, if you like the show, please leave us a review on iTunes, preferably five stars, of course, and go and like our Facebook page because it really helps us out. And, Jack, thank you so much again for being on the show tonight. You're welcome. You're more than welcome. Just another reminder to all the listeners out there that whenever we have a guest on this show, just like Poochie the dog, they will <laughs> never, never, ever be, be back. back. It's That's been, our promise. Yeah, it's our promise <laughs> to you. This has been the Yellow Family on Sin with Tom and Michael. Thank you so much for listening, guys, and have a great night tonight. See you later. 